Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. I am your host, Anna Buchanan, Curator of Contemporary Fine Art and Craft at the William King Museum of Art. And our guest today is Alyssa Justice, Director of Marketing at the William King Museum of Art. How are you doing, Alyssa? Good. How are you, Anna? Good. I'm so good. Thank you for being here today with me. Excited to talk to you. Yes. So, Alyssa, your title is Director of Marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So, with marketing, a lot of times comes graphic design. And there's a lot of young graphic designers out there that, you know, they're in college and they're wondering what the next step is. And as a successful graphic designer, you know, how did, how did you become interested in graphic design, first of all? Really, it came back to the idea of how am I going to um, build a career out of doing art? Uh, and coming from West Virginia, uh, there wasn't really a huge arts community that, that I was involved in growing up. Um, so I really didn't know about my options of being a freelance artist or, um, you know, doing commission work um, or making my own items and selling them, being my own business, you know, my own boss. So those those weren't even options to me uh, growing up. So it was really trying to figure out how I could implement the thing that I loved to do, which was art, in the thing that I needed to do, which was have a career and a job to support myself. So graphic design was just kind of the natural flow um, for the first option that I could think of that I knew was going to be a job that people would need and that was going to be blowing up um, the more that social media, you know, came into um, prominence and the more that marketing becomes a prominent thing that businesses are focusing on now. So yeah, it just flowed right in. So Alyssa, you mentioned something that um, I've heard a couple of Appalachian artists say, you said being from West Virginia, you know, there wasn't some opportunities that maybe you felt like were right for you Mm -hmm. in that place and time. I know I've heard some artists talk about that they don't even want to say where they're from due to um, backlash from peers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and, and I've heard this from several Appalachian artists. I guess what would you say to someone coming from Appalachia and wanting to go into graphic design, which in terms of the arts could be associated with, I guess, like big cities and stuff like that. Right. What would what would you say to the young Appalachian artists? So definitely that there is opportunity for the arts everywhere you go. Um, it just might not be the opportunity that you think that you're looking for. And that, that kind of tied into how I ended up in marketing. Um, I guess, like you said, I went to you know college, Concord University in Athens for graphic design. And I never considered marketing as a viable option or as even a part of what I would be doing in graphic design because I had no exposure to that kind of world and and people who worked in that field outside of educators. So I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, but luckily Concord uh, was clever and implemented marketing and advertising classes in with the graphic design degree that I ended up getting. Um, So it was a dual degree, and I ended up learning a lot about marketing and advertising, which is not something that I would have considered before. Um, But when I got out into the job field and started looking, you know, for for opportunities in graphic design around Appalachia, because I love this town and, you know, I love this place and I don't want to leave it, I didn't find a lot of graphic design options. I found a lot of marketing options or options working for sign development companies or printing presses in the area, areas that I would not have thought to look, but 
people that are looking for skills like I had. So all of a sudden there was a pantheon of new options that I had to choose from um, because I just opened my vision of field and opened my vision of thought a little bit broader as to what I could possibly do. So for kids who want to get into art, no, there might not be a lot of opportunities in the state or in the town that you're in specifically, but you don't have to look too far away to find options. You just have to expand your way of thinking and kind of get creative for, you know, who might need a, a creative type, who might need something designed in-house and, and look at those businesses and organizations and you'll be surprised at what you can find. Mm-hmm. Did you start off working for an already established design company before you came to WKMA? Were you doing some freelance stuff? Or have you done a little bit of both, working for companies but also doing some freelance on the side? So before this, um, I worked at a local newspaper in Johnson City, the Johnson City News and Neighbor. And that was a really, really great stepping stone really to get into the field because it provided me with a lot of information that again, I wouldn't have known that I needed otherwise, such as sales experience and uh, kind of, you know, the everyday administrative tasks that come with, you know, being a graphic designer isn't just, you know, making things that look pretty and are nice. It's a lot of keeping track of things and collecting data and storing information and evaluating that information. And it was a great opportunity to get into the field and see exactly what my options could possibly be. And actually being in that job is what opened my eyes to looking further and looking at more unconventional ideas and how I ended up here in this position. And I did do some freelance beforehand. Um, I illustrated a children's book in 2019 and I've done you know small commission pieces for friends and family and individuals online, but it was something that required a lot of dedication and a lot of time and a lot of Self-discipline, That's it. it takes a lot of self-discipline to be a freelance artist uh, because you are your own boss, so nobody's setting your deadlines but you, but you have to set them and you have to push yourself. And that was something that I couldn't manage to do while working uh, because I still needed to do that to get my feet on the ground. So freelance just didn't work out for me personally, but it was something that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And just out of curiosity, what was the book, the children's book? What's that title? Silly Little Scissors by Christine Calabrese. I really hope I'm saying her uh, last name properly. Uh, she's an author in New York City. Oh, wonderful. So it's about using uh, safety scissors for preschool age kids. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Besides a degree in graphic design, is there any other training or class that you suggest that people can take to help them with being a designer? Yeah, as what I said before, definitely marketing and advertising classes are extremely foundational and you'll need a lot of that information a lot more than you ever think that you would otherwise. Business courses would also be beneficial as well as probably some mathematics courses. And I hate to say that because I hate math and I'm no good at math, but you're, you're working with a lot of data and you're um, in marketing. It's, it's a lot about plotting where you're at, where you'd like to go and charting the growth from point A to point B to make sure that you're getting where you need to be. And most of that's very simple math, but I'd feel a lot more solid in uh, doing mental arithmetic mm-hmm. other than using a calculator if I had some math classes under my belt. Yeah, yeah. hey, no worries. I mean, we got that art brain going That's on. That's right. So. <laughs> One side or the other. Yep, absolutely. What are the essential skills needed to be 
a graphics de- a graphics designer? Really, anybody could be a graphic designer. Um, anybody who has a passion for art could be a graphic designer because all art is design. We're all working with the same basic forms of line, color, value, hue, spatial identity, and, and how you're going to fill that up, uh, contrast. It's all the same elements. And art is the same in graphic work and the idea that you're trying to get information across to somebody, whether that's kind of offhanded with art where you present a piece to the world and you say, you know, interpret what you will from that, or you have something specific that you're trying to say. So you're working very diligently to get that concrete information to the viewer very clearly. Regardless, it's two ends of the same spectrum. You're attempting to deliver information to the individual. So a skill that would be pretty foundational would would be being able to clarify in your speech, being able to present information clearly, to be able to declutter and kind of pare down your work. We all have a tendency to over-design, I think, as artists. Well, not all of us, me personally. I guess I should just speak for myself. I have a tendency to over-design. So being able to edit yourself is extremely important. A lot of the times these positions in marketing and in graphic design are solo positions or very small groups and team efforts. So a lot of the time it's you making sure that your work is the best it can be before it leaves, that it's clear, it's concise, it's easy to read, it's easy to understand. That is really the most important thing. All other things can be learned. You can you can learn how to do certain tools and you know do certain skills and cool tricks on Adobe to make things look nice, but it's just like drawing. It takes time and practice and anybody can get where they need to be, but you have to be able to convey information clearly and properly the first time. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear you saying oh, it's a lot about communicating yes. and it's, it, art is a visual language and our culture is so steeped in visual rhetoric that it, it seems like it's a lot about communication. Mm-hmm. So even like communication classes might help. Absolutely, or, um, yes. Social Speech psychology. Classes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And psychology classes, that's a good one. I, I took some of those in college and didn't realize, again, how much that would play into understanding how people think, um, which is, is marketing. How do you get the information to the individual in the most effective way, the quickest and most effective way, and understanding how people process information and hold a conversation and how their brains work really can help you figure that out. Mm-hmm. Going back to this idea of communication, without naming any specific company names, what has been the worst graphic design ad that you have seen that has stuck with you and you thought, mm, maybe they didn't make the best <laughs> artistic choices when designing this ad? Yeah, so there's a lot. <laughs> there, are, There's a lot. And you find, it, you know, it's just like anything. Um, you work in that field and, and you recognize pieces of, of your daily job in everyday life. So working in graphic design, I definitely notice ads a lot more and and every day and and all the information that's presented at you you really take a critical look at it but one that i can think of specifically that i saw here around the holiday season was an ad in a very famous newspaper that was a group of individuals getting together for the holidays and they were all made out of clay and it seemed to be a photograph or possibly created um in photoshop you know a cg cgm generated image but They were either green or pink, these little individuals. And the green ones looked like they had clothes on and the pink ones did not. Oh, (laughs) jeez. 
So it seemed like a really great uh, family gathering of some nudists and, and their buddies from Wisconsin getting together and having a really great holiday season. So, oh, gosh. It's just you got to step back and yeah. from your work and take a second look at it. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. stepping away from something for a few minutes and returning, you'll notice things that you yes. would not have noticed otherwise. And it, it seems like it all goes back to those elements and principles of design, which, you know, maybe we get bored with and in our first art class ever, you know, but those those are the foundations they of are. art. And so for you and, and, and for that ad, it came back to color choice. It did. It came back to a color choice that could have absolutely changed that interpretation of yes. the image. But Yeah, and I, I saw that image as well. And that was my first thought too, was that some of the individuals <laughs> were nude and some of them were wearing clothes. Which, so. hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how long have you been in this career field? So four on to five years. <laughs> so not, not super long, no, not crazy long. Well, that's surprising because you're very experienced. You're very good at what you do here oh, at William you. King. You're so, so kind. Have you ever worked internships? And what did those internships offer you in the end? What did, what did you gain from those? Yes. So I would recommend internships to anybody. Really that looks to go into any field, but specifically since we're talking about graphic design and marketing, those fields um, especially, because like I said, I really did not know what I was getting into. Um, I had no frame of reference for what that work life would be like um, and what that environment would be like. So when I graduated Concord, I reached out to um, our activities coordinator, Andrew Solgit at the time and discussed with him and set up an internship that I could do at Concord, which was close to where I lived at the time I worked full time. So I needed something close to home and I was able to get uh, that opportunity there. And working with him was a really good wake-up call to how much teamwork was going to be involved in the position, even if it was just me as the graphic designer, which was not something that was surprising, but it was something that I hadn't really considered until, of course, you're there and experiencing it. But even though it was just myself and Andrew, um, I would create the designs and he would look over them and discuss them with me. It was a team effort because he needed specific things conveyed to the audience, to the public. He had specific information, specific ideas, um, specific themes that I needed to work around. And we were also limited by the branding of the university itself and some of the limitations that Mm -hmm. you have there with color choice and font choice. So it was a lot of working around problems that you didn't anticipate to run into and figuring out how to find a happy medium between what I know that I need to do to make sure the information is clear and what Andrew needed as the activities coordinator to get the information across and to get people interested. We had to find somewhere in the middle and it was a great relationship. He was wonderful to work with. He was very open to my ideas and very supportive. And I learned a lot about teamwork from that specific um, internship. I was unable to do any others, but I'm extremely glad that I got to spend that summer with him. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of times when people think graphic design, they think it's like a solo job where right. it's it's just you. But I know even here at William King Museum of Art, it's, yeah, you are our one and only marketing and graphic design person, but we work so closely with you on everything from the look of an exhibition 
to our logos on our pamphlets and brochures. I mean, it. we work so closely with you right. in, in everything that we do. So I'm glad that you brought up teamwork. Yeah, it's all about bringing your visions to life in the most successful way possible because I don't know how to curate a show. I know how to get information across to people. So I can't do it without you and you can't do it without me. Absolutely. This is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. I'm your host, Anna Buchanan, Curator of Contemporary Fine Art and Craft, and our guest today is Alyssa Justice, Director of Marketing at William King Museum of Art. Alyssa, when you first started in graphic design, what are some of the programs specifically that you used? like computer programs right. and things like that. So right um, at the time that I got into it, and from what I understand now, Adobe still is our industry standard. Your Adobe software programs are gonna offer you everything that you need to learn how to do all aspects of uh, digital and graphic work, whether that's editing videos, editing images, creating booklets, uh, and everywhere in between. And those continue to be a pretty solid industry standard. Those are gonna be the programs that you are going to run into and use um, in your daily life. There are other programs up and coming, but as of right now, if you can learn the Adobe programs, the others seem to be springboarding off of their platforms for ease of transition. So if you figure out how to use the tools in Adobe, if in the future you want to switch to another program that might come out, more than likely those tools will be pretty similar, so the transition hopefully won't be so bad. As an established graphic designer and artist, what advice or tips would you give to aspiring designers? Something that maybe you wish you had known or something that you would have liked to have been told when you were studying? I um, actually ended up uh, in my search for a job uh, over the past few years getting involved in a program through one of the local colleges in Johnson City where art students at the college and other professionals in the area could get together and do a portfolio review. Um, and it was on Zoom at the time because of COVID. Meet lots and lots of people in our area who were younger than me, older than me, the same age, who were already working, who were looking for work, who were just getting um, into the field, who were getting ready to graduate. It was a really great melting pot of all the different types of artists that existed in our community. And while I did take, uh, there were, you know, portfolio classes that I took in college, it was interesting to see what the actual um, organizations and businesses were looking for out of individuals as opposed to what I built via the standards of what my college taught me. Um, because I believe I they were kind of two different ideas. So the portfolios that I was taught to design in college were more artistic based and were more so showing off my artistic talent, something that you would use possibly as a freelancer. And what I found that um, businesses and organizations were looking for in terms of marketing and graphic designers were more practical works. So for example, um, I brought in a portfolio that was one that I had designed in college and it represented a lot of my illustrative works um, and things like that, paintings that I had done, um, charcoal works that I had done. When I brought those into the portfolio review, I was asked um, why those were present by a lot of different organizations. And mm. what I found is that these people, you know, and it makes sense, they see a lot of portfolios um, at these events. They see a lot of people that apply to these jobs every day. 
So they don't have a lot of time to sit with your work and really look it over and really say, well, here's what she can do, he can do in paint. Let's see what they can do in design. They really just wanna to get to the meat and potatoes of your work. They want to see that you are capable of quickly and efficiently getting information across and getting um, materials prepared and that you are capable of doing that. So really cutting the fat from your portfolio I found to be extremely beneficial in helping me find a, a position after that discussion I had with those individuals at the portfolio review, cut out a lot of my other work, went back in, cleaned up a lot of my work to make it simpler, um, a lot easier to understand because as time goes on, you learn and you get better so you can go back and improve your work as you go. Don't let it set stagnant. And when I got back out into the field and started applying for jobs, I got a lot more interest because my portfolio was easier to get through and it had exactly what they were looking for. Would you still recommend that young designers maintain perhaps a more illustrative portfolio and a, oh, a graphic yeah. design portfolio? Absolutely. It's okay. all about what your, your end goal is. If you're looking to find um, more freelance work and to be a more illustrative artist or a more te you know technical artist as opposed to a digital artist, then that's the portfolio you want to go with. But absolutely, you should have multiple portfolios always on hand always ready with everything that you are capable of doing it's just about being strategic and which ones you use and when mm -hmm. you mentioned you know learning from that experience and i think you know we learn by making mistakes oh, yeah. so i always like to ask people what was your biggest mistake but what was your biggest success oh okay let me think about my mistake for a moment because I've made plenty. We all, we all do. We <laughs> right, all do. Right. It, that is, that's how you learn, you know, experience is the best teacher. Mm -hmm. I think um, that people think that you can't fail and it's like, right. no, every time you fail, you need to applaud yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> because you learn something and you're going to do better next time. Things mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have known otherwise. It's a part of life. Absolutely. So I think probably my biggest failure, thank goodness, <laughs> came while I was still in college thus far. Um, I It was actually in my portfolio class. And uh, I was young and excited, and I really wanted to blow them out of the water with a really overly designed portfolio. <laughs> so I did. I over-designed it and created a background that was extremely complex in how it was created. There was a lot of elements involved. And, uh, you know, didn't do what I should have done to get that file properly ready. Um, it was crunch time. Things had to go out. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to graduate. Mm -hmm. So I sent it out um, and uh, did not check my email like I should have. I was not as on top of things as I should have been and found out that the file that I sent them was way too complex. It was too big and it essentially crashed and it was corrupted and it would not work. And I did not find out until like five days before I had to turn it in because I was still oh. expecting it to just show up in the mail. So I learned really quick that you should check your emails, that you should check your files, that you should call and talk to your printers if you were unsure about mm. your files. Um, it's always a good idea to call and touch base with your printers after you send your files regardless to make sure that they have them and that they do work and uh, that there don't need to be any changes made. Um, in the long run, things were fine. I was able to create a portfolio by hand and print it and staple it and get it all ready to go by hand and it, it worked out. But I would have saved myself a lot of heartache 
if I had just called the printer and stayed in contact with them to make sure that things were running smoothly. And that was a big learning experience. I'm glad that happened, um, not for a deadline at my job, but <laughs> for something for school. <laughs> right, right. Well, you, you stay on top of things here all the time. So, I mean, I think... You know, like you said, we learn from our mistakes and we all make mistakes. We do, so, yes. And I've seen your portfolio, so it's it's splendid. Oh, well, thanks. So what, <laughs> so what was your biggest success? Oh, probably getting this job. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that was a, a, a very big personal success for me was finally finding a job in the field that I went to school for after having applied and um looked for jobs for several years with really no luck. Um, I landed a lot of interviews and uh, got one of them. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that uh, never give up, keep applying, keep looking there. It's, there's a lot of kids out there, a lot of people your age and older and younger than you that want to do what you want to do as well. And they're going to move from these uh, more rural areas to the more metropolitan areas, just like you are. And they're going to apply for the same jobs you are. Mm-hmm. But just don't give up because eventually you're going to be the one that gets called and you're going to have your moment to go mm-hmm. in and interview and shine and you will get a job. There will be a lot of disappointments, but that's just failure. Yep. And yep. you'll grow from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can relate to I applied to 50 jobs before I got this one. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. it's just the, the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I love that you said don't give up. Yep. It's, it's the truth. Absolutely. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for letting me interview you. It was wonderful. This is Alyssa Justice, Director of Marketing at William King Museum of Art. Thank you for joining me on Art Speaks today and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Anna.